Welcome to the Sales Energizer Podcast. This is a very special one, near and dear to my heart. There's a lot of people out there that are worried about just depressing things that are going on. And let me tell you, right now in this world, the hardest territory you have to work right now is the one between your ears. All those fears that you had about cold calling and getting on the phone, they end today. They end now. We're going to make it easy. We're going to make it fun. And we're going to make it the best part of your day. Listen to this Deejcast. You're going to love it. The Deej, Dan Jordan. Then you're not going to worry about selling anymore because they're just too busy buying. Dan, you had a Winners don't do that stuff. Winners have fun out there. You got one life for crying out loudly. You might as well just give it all you got. Ah, get off the phone. All right, thank you very much. See you later, potato. And now, please welcome the sales energizer, Dan Jordan. Well, welcome back to the Sales Energizer Deejcast. I am so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that I'm here, uh, Mr. Producer Man. I'm hanging out here in the Southern Command Center. This is excellent, awesome sound quality. I feel when I do these Sales Energizer podcasts that I have to please you, the producer. My my job is to, you know, to make you look good. That's the whole thing. If it makes me look good in the process, so be it. But it's all about you. By the way, my my welcome listener, that's not a bad way to go through life in sales either, you know? If you can make your customer look good, I mean, if that's really a thought in your head, how can I make you look good? And even, even tell them that. I, and I know they think you're blowing smoke, but, you know, it still feels good. You know, when someone when someone comes up to me and says, hey, DJ, I love your energy. You make me feel good and all that stuff. I know that they want something from me, but it still feels good. You know, you, you, you tell a woman that she's, you know, pretty sincerely, if someone has a pretty smile and you sincerely say, you know what? You just have an awesome smile. I do it when I'm on the phone. If I'm talking to somebody on the phone and we're having even a cold call and I meet them for the first time and they give me the information and I'll just stop and I say, you know what? Thank you so much. And by the way, you have a great phone voice. I wish other people could sound just like you and you could feel them just warm up to you. It's almost like, what can I give you? It's not a bad way to go through life oh, as a salesperson. It's not, you know, remember, sales isn't about what you can get. It's what you can give others, and then they freely want to give back to you. And that's the way to go. And, and, and in a time like this, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in the world of a time that people are being forced to stay in your house more. I just do not, I'm sorry, I just don't have the ability to just get depressed and down. I can't handle it. I see everybody moping around and all I see is opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And it's there for you. I I don't have that ability. The market is just too big. There's a lot of people that are losing customers right now. Uh, you, You have that. Customers will call you up and say, listen, we need to hold off for a while for whatever reason is going on in the world. I actually just had it happen to me 15 minutes ago. Somebody calling up and said, you know what? I think we should... You know, we'd hold off for a month or two. Maybe we could start again whenever. It's the absolute wrong thing to do. They didn't actually call me. They called my partner. My partner came and called me and told me about it. And it was a good deal. I mean, it was like $5,000 a month, you know, which is as bad. It, it, it costs a little when you lose. I, don't, I know 
people out there, you might lose a deal like that occasionally. And, you know, you feel it in your gut. And he was telling me about the conversation he was having with his client. And after it was all done, I'm thinking about it. You know, every conversation, a transaction is taking place. Somebody's buying and somebody's selling. Sometimes it's a product. Most of the times it's an idea. And this is what happened. What I told uh, my partner, Crispin Cruz from Sales Arbiter, who was sponsoring this broadcast. I told him, Chris, I said, here's the thing. You bought her problems instead of you selling your solution. And that's exactly what happens in your world, man. When people are giving you all this bad news, you cannot buy their problems. You need to sell your solutions to them. Let them buy that. They can get depression all over the place. They get optimism from you. And it's very important to stay optimistic and very important to stay positive. I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than to be pessimistic and right. I mean, that's great. Let's say you're a big pessimist. Yeah, the world's coming to an end. Everything sucks. It's going to be horrible. We're going to all be, you know, in poverty. We're going to live in there. We're going to die. We're going to have, you know, infested with fleas. And let's say you were right. Well, do you feel good? Now you're right. At least for until that all happened, I'm feeling good about it. You don't have to wait for all that stuff to happen to feel bad. You could feel bad right now just by thinking about it. Bunch of garbage. Listen, nothing positive happens when you're negative. We heard that the other day. Remember that, Mr. Producer Man? Mr. Producer Man, his name is Chris Stone. I was calling him Chris Rock because I wanted to give him more power, but I realized there is a Chris Rock, so you can't do that. Then I started feeling sorry for like Chris Pebble out there somewhere, you know? Somewhere Chris Pebble wants to, but listen, you've just, you, you got something to grow into. You know, one day you'll be like Chris Granite, you know, Chris Mountain. We've only just begun. Oh, I'm channeling little Karen Carpenter. Remember that? We've only just begun. I used to have, you gotta, you gotta put that music in there. She had an awesome voice, didn't she? Karen Carpenter. It was like one of those people that uh, Karen Carpenter was just Karen Carpenter. It worked good in 1988. Speaking of 1988, this is what's going on. What's old is new, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, there's business out there more than you know what to do with. And now's the time to, to really show your worth as a salesperson. You're no longer an order taker. It's not there for you anymore. Baby, it's time to get on the phone. Woohoo! It's time to do actual cold calling again. Real stuff. Talking to strangers. Getting hung up on. The fun stuff. Making it happen. Knowing that with every dial you make, your competition is moping in the gutter. And this, this is not a time to say, oh, there's enough business out there for everybody. Garbage, complete and total garbage. There's only enough business for you and for those of you who want to go out and take it. But it's there. It's there. The market is just too big out there for you to worry about losing a client or two. Who cares? It's gigantic and you could touch every single one of them just by hopping on the phone and saying the right things. And I learned this back in 1988 to 1994 when I was a stockbroker with uh, various companies. I put two companies out of business, not because they want to do, but, you know, Bear Stearns is where I started with and then Smith Barney. Nobody's there. I was the only person, by the way, that got hired by Smith Barney without a college education. Did I ever tell you how I got that job with Smith as a stockbroker? Oh, my gosh. It was great. Well, I, I moved here to Atlanta. 
And I wanted to get a job as a stock worker. Why? Because they were earning a lot of money and I was young and that's what I wanted. And so I figured, what's the quickest way to do it? You could sell something without buying it. See, that's what a broker does. That's the magic of that. You, you take some air, just an idea, and you find somebody who has a product, a stock, and then you find somebody who wants to buy that product. And then you just put them together and you capture something on the inside without investing any money. I mean, it's the only, see, sales is the only way you can get into business without fully investing a lot of money to buy a product. You just broker the deal in the middle. That's what a stockbroker is. I figured, heck, I could do that. And so I said, I'm going to work for, uh, for uh, what was it, Merrill Lynch at the time. I said, let me go to Merrill Lynch. So I had a terrible resume. I mean, I literally had my hitchhiking trip. Well, it was my like educational experience on my resume. It was terrible. But I knew I was much better in person than I was on paper. So I went to Merrill Lynch and I, I went there with my resume and I gave it to the receptionist there. At the time, you would do stuff like that. I said, can I speak to the manager? And he says, well, no, he's in a meeting, whatever. I said, no worries, I'll wait. <laughs> and so I stayed there in the in the lobby and there I am in the lobby and I waited there all day and the the guy never came out I'm like he's got to leave he went out the back door like he heard about me there didn't want to see me went out the back door so the next day resume in hand I figure I said what kind of car does he drive so I found his car in the parking lot waited at his car the guy gets into his car and I went up to him and I you know knocked on the window I told him who I was he says you're the guy that was at the office all day that made me go out the back door I said yeah Rolled up his window, drove off. He was like a mean guy. And so then around the corner was Bear Stearns. And so I said, you know, it's still enough time. Let me go there. So I went to Bear Stearns. It was after hours. Everybody was gone. Except for whom, you ask, Mr. Uh, Producer Man? Say who? Who? The manager. Exactly. The exact person I wanted to talk to. Told him about my story that I just had with Merrill Lynch. He hated the guy. Hired me on the spot. Boom. That was without a Series 7. That was without a license. That was without anything. And then I did so well there opening up a bunch of accounts for my broker as a cold caller that they paid for me to get Series 7 license. Boom, boom, boom. And I walked over to, to Smith Barney and I did all that stuff. And how I opened up all those accounts. And then when I moved to Smith Barney, I was the number one account opener month after month. I was a terrible stockbroker. I mean, I was good at opening accounts, but I mean, I could make you have a little money. Pretend you started with a lot. I can make it a little. That's, I mean, that's what I did. I was a terrible stock, but I was really good at opening up accounts. And the simple thing was I would make 300 dials a day. 300 dials a day. 60 an hour, five hours a day. I'm on the phone. I could tell you my exact pitch. Hello, Mr. Jones. One, if you can help me. My name's Dan. I was calling to see if you might be interested in 9% paying Fort Howard bond. How's that sound? And every one of them would say one or two things. But everybody would say no. Everybody would say no. The sale doesn't start until they say no. So I said, hello, Ms. Jones, one of you can help me. My name's Dan. I want to see if you might be interested in 9% paying Fort Howard bond. They said, no. I said, great. Well, let me ask you, when you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? Now, let's say they said, who is this? I said, listen, I'm sorry. My name's Dan. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, what's been good for you in the past? What's worked well for you in the past? And they said, no, I'm not, I, uh, I'm interested, but I have another broker. And I said, great, I totally understand. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? I mean, you could be talking to your friends. You could be drinking. You could be eating. It doesn't matter. When you get to the point of your cold call, which is not a sale, by the way, it's a cold call. 
that you know exactly what you're going to say. You're not even listening. It doesn't matter. It's just a billboard. I made a video the other day about this. When you're calling somebody and they're not interested, it's just like there's a big billboard for a, you know, a, a restaurant and you drive past it. You're just not hungry. You know, it's not that they, they mean anything by, it. You know, no, I'm not hungry. And so that's what I call when they say no, I say, oh, good. And so let's say, uh, you know, I'm not interested again. Okay, great. Thank you very much. It's one word. Thank you very much. And then you just move on to the next one. And if you do that, you'll make 300 dials a day. And here's what I learned, Mr. Producer Man, and all you people out there in podcast land, whom I love, by the way. I can't tell you how much I love doing these podcasts. I mean, I'm looking at this microphone here in the Southern Command Center, sponsored by Sales Arbiter, and I think about, and I, and I actually, I see 10,000 people. I just see you all here. I see all your, you're cheering, you're laughing. Yeah, especially in Kazakhstan. I got six listeners in Kazakhstan. Anyway, so where was I? I was talking about, uh, yeah, the billboard. Yeah, so the, you drive by and they just don't care. But when you get good, when you know what you're going to say with this cold call, you can do anything you want and you make your dials. And so what I found out, you make 300 dials a day, you'll get five good leads a day. Of those five good leads a day, you'll make one or two sales. That's one or two sales. Maybe not that day. You might make that sale, you know, two weeks from now. but Within a two-week period, you'll have five to 10 new customers a week just by making cold calls. Now, I'm not telling you this is a sales presentation. What this is when you're making the cold calls, and this is what's so great, you could do this today. And it's even easier today because nobody does cold calling anymore and they're not good at it and they don't know what to do. I, I am going to link a, a script to the bottom of this podcast and you just... You just click on that. You might have to fill out your name and something so I can capture it and then pester you for the rest of your life with emails. But you'll get a script and it's a script that I use. But really, it's just to gain somebody's attention. Once you have their attention and you get to the point, well, when you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? Or let's say you're selling uh, website services. Got it. You're not interested. But let me ask you this. Uh, when you do do your online marketing, uh, what's been successful for you as far as uh, getting more, you know, more people calling you up. And if they engage with you in any manner, you got them. I mean, you got them. They stopped their car. They pulled into your restaurant. They're looking at the menu. You got them. That's when sales comes in. That's when you start talking about your product, but not until then. The cold call is not for selling. The cold calling is to get them to stop their car and listen. Please remember that. The biggest challenge that salespeople have, new salespeople especially, but really even veterans, you're selling too early. You know, there's a couple of rules to do in sales and maybe, maybe we should end on this. I think I'm going to have to do a part two of cold calling because this is really important in this marketplace, but you never want to sell to people who aren't qualified, uh, because it, it kills you. <laughs> it kills you on the inside. There's three things that people need to have in order to be a real live qualified prospect for you. And that is they, they need to have desire or a want. They need to want it. They need to look at the sign and say, you know what? I'm a little hungry. If they're not hungry, you can't force somebody. If someone's a vegetarian, you can give them the most beautiful steak. They're not going to take it. They're a vegetarian for crying out loud. I'm going to say crying out loud because uh, 
Chris Stone makes fun of me for saying crying out loudly. So, yeah, it's a, you know, they're not, they don't want to say they need to have a want. If they don't have a want, walk away. They don't want it. They don't want your services. You know, they don't want your, I, I, a friend who does PowerPoint, uh, he teaches people how to build PowerPoint. I mean, people vomit before they want to, you know, build PowerPoint. Nobody wants that. Stop selling what people don't want. So the second thing is they need to be the decision maker. They need to be in a position where they're able to say not just no. Heck, anybody could say no. They need to be the person who's able to say yes. And so you have to go through some figuring out whether or not they can do that. It's very simple. Uh, You know, just gather a little courage and just say, hey, let me ask you, does anybody else need to be on this conversation or can you make a decision about this? That that stopping was for purpose. Can you make a decision about this? And and by the way, it's okay to tell me that you can't. It's all right. I won't think any less of you. And then the lastly, and not more important, but equally as important as the other two, they got to have enough money. (laughs) If they don't have money, you can give the best pitch in the world and they can't buy it. So they need all three of those things. That's when a sale comes in. So first thing is to have them stop their car. That's what the cold call is, to stop their car. Hello, Mr. Jones. One of you can help me. My name's Dan. I have a, uh, I wanted to see if you guys might be interested in picking up $500,000 worth of revenue uh, from this beer importer that's looking to retire from his business. Now I'm calling uh, other beer importers. And so they would know what I'm talking about here, but that's what I'm, I'm talking with the problem. I'm calling to see if you might be interested in picking up 500,000. I'm not telling them anything about myself. I'm saying, Hey, I'm calling to see, do you want these results? And he could say yes or no. And I say, great. Well, let me ask you when you do uh, look to add on to your company, when you do look to grow the, the, the value of your company, what's been successful for you in the past? Ah, get off the phone. All right. Thank you very much. See you later, potato. Ah, you know what we're doing? We're doing a marketing campaign. Great. Now we're in a conversation. Let's rock and roll. But it just starts by getting them stopped in their car. I go, let me ask you this. Before we go on, is this something you're really interested in? Or is, you know, should we set up a time to talk or what? And by the way, it's okay to say no to me. No, no, no. Go on. I want to see what you have. And now you're in a sales call. Keep pushing them away. But the best way to get started in this market and really in any market right now is just by having a little script hopping on the phone and banging away. In one week, in one week, not only will you have a full calendar of things to follow up in, but you will be, have become 10 times a better salesperson than you are right now. In one week, not by me telling you what to do, but by the, the prospects and customers telling you, teaching you what to do. It's the difference between being taught and learning. You'll learn 10 times more from doing than you will from anybody teaching you, even from me, which is tough for me to say, you know, because I think very highly of myself. You know, it's, I, I, I always, I never take my, I'll tell you why I never take myself too seriously. And we could probably end on this. I remember when I was a kid, I was, I was just walking down the street and doing whatever. I was probably all dirty and sweaty. I don't know what I was coming. We used to ride our bikes in the woods and all that stuff. And uh, a bee must have been following me. And so a bee is there and I'm walking and I'm, and, and there's a bee there and I'm supposed to swipe it away from my, and then the bee started attacking me. And when a bee comes after you, you don't just run away. 
you run away flailing your arms, you know, like a, like SpongeBob and you're just all crazy and you're, you're making, you're doing all these contortions and your legs are moving in funny directions and you, and finally you get the be away. And then across the street, you realize that everybody sees you jumping around like a lunatic. They can't see the bee. They don't know what's, they don't know what's going on. And I mean, I, I people like, thought I was nuts. They got, like they'd be scared of me. You know, I'd be walking down the hall in school. Oh yeah, that's the kid. I, I remember that. You know, he just he goes like I was having some sort of, you know, just a nutcase a little. Actually, it was like a seizure. It looked like I was having a seizure. All right, so now I feel like uh, everybody knows me pretty well here. Listen, you guys are great. I I really want everybody to uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Please subscribe and share it around to everybody. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd like everybody out there also to uh, pay attention. We do a lot of live casts, too. And if you could hit us up with some questions, that would be great. And we'll mention your name here on the podcast uh, like we do. And the last one was, uh, you know, he, the, I got a question recently. How do you manage to say so good looking? Uh, that, I think it was like Jim Fuse who asked that question. Listen, I really appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to all my Facebook and all that stuff. Contact me. Ask questions. And remember, you're the best out there. I really appreciate you. I'm the Deej. You go get them today, will you? Hey, guys. It's Dan Jordan, the Deej. People call me the sales energizer. And the reason is I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer. But most of all, what I do and what I'd love to do is come to your business to do a kickoff sales training meeting. Your salespeople will love it. They'll love your company even more. You'll love it because there'll be more production. And to top it off, you get to meet the Deej. So go ahead to danjordan.com and contact us for speaking ideas. We'll rock and roll. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever else you can think about. We'll see you next time. Go get them. Well, if your sales team sucks and you don't know what to do, call Deej. 678 9109912. Call Deej. 678 9109912.